0: Dr. Dee Thomas is an NFT artist, and her work was featured at San Diego's first NFT conference in April 2022. She's renowned for her published research study of success factors of African American female entrepreneurs and her achievement as a cannabis entrepreneur. She's an author, professor, speaker, and a phenomenally successful African American women business owner. She's a professional business educator with a specialty in teaching adult learners, an Air Force veteran, former federal police officer, and college professor. She started her first company in 2007, and since then has been instrumental in consulting NFT artists, launching several businesses, cannabis dispensaries, and multiple CBD brands and stores. She helped launch the highest rated dispensary in San Diego, taking it from zero to $2.5 million USD in just under six months and about $6 million in sales in one year. In addition to supporting, educating and mentoring entrepreneurs with every chance she gets, she also created numerous charities helping women, children and at-risk youth. So she's a multifaceted personality. We are are extremely pleased to have uh, Dr. B. Thomas as part of TGV's journey in shaping the careers and lives of millions across the globe. This is the Guiding Voice podcast series. The Guiding Voice for a better future. Folks, I'm your host Naveen Samala, a fellow IT professional just on a mission to shape the careers and lives of millions across the globe. We help successful leaders share their knowledge and wisdom with the world through the Guiding Voice so that our audience will acquire more knowledge for every minute by tuning into the Guiding Voice than any other podcast in this space. Thank you so much for joining me. So today we are going to go through journey of Dr. B, who has been an inspirational African-American entrepreneur and uh, Air Force veteran, as I introduced. So there is a lot to learn from her. And we are extremely glad uh, to welcome Dr. B to The Guiding Voice. Dr. B, I'm super, super excited to have you here.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very grateful to be here too. And thank you to your audience for listening.
0: Pleasure to have you here, uh, Dr. B, Air Force veteran, police officer, serial entrepreneur, speaker, mentor, author. I think you touched every facet of life, right? So I'm, I'm really curious to understand what are top three things that have helped you so far in your professional life.
1: Well, number one is having faith in, in myself and knowing that I can do anything I put my mind to. And I feel like that has helped me tremendously. My mother taught me that, you know, growing up. And then number two, knowing that the universe supports me, knowing that the universe—I always say that the universe conspires with me, conspires to love me, to support me, wants to make sure that I am living out my my intention, living out my goal. And then number three coming from a place of love. Love is the foundation of every single thing that I do, no matter what job I've ever had, no matter what business I've started, no matter what charity I've created, it always comes from a place of love. So those are the three things that have helped me within my life space.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, one thing that resonates with me is when our intentions are strong, universe conspires to help us even uh, we believe in that very strongly thanks for bringing that up uh, dr b moving on to my next question so can you shed some light around your book expect fucking more
1: (laughs) (laughs) yes you know that book Was actually released during a time when the world shifted, you know, which was in 2020 uh, during when COVID first came about. And I was going through uh, I was about to open a retail store. Actually, it was going to be a CBD retail store. And I started putting money in that store and i had started doing construction for that store and then all of a sudden covid happened and then the universe said okay it's time for you to finish writing this book because you know we're all stuck at home so i said okay and i finished writing the book and it was during a time where a lot of people were discouraged and a lot of people were feeling like you know the world was ending so to speak and and i got tired of the doom and gloom I got tired of people feeling like their lives were over. And there was also this this sense of, and there's been this sense for a long time of people to go below the bar, go below average. And this sense of, of being a victim and this sense of not being able to accomplish anything. And this, you know, and sometimes it's like we frown on people who are successful, even though we want to be successful, but it seems like we frown on that. And I just got really tired. So I started writing out all these titles for books and I wrote about 100 titles. And when I got to that title, it just resonated with me so much because I wanted people to start expecting more for themselves. I wanted people to start realizing that they could go beyond the average, that they did not have to compartmentalize their gifts. They did not have to compartmentalize their vision. They did not have to have to compartmentalize their goals that they could actually expect more from themselves, even in a dark situation. Yes.
0: Yeah, (laughs) that's quite inspiring. And you mentioned about some challenges that you faced during COVID and which prompted you to write the book. So in that process, what are some toughest lessons that you learned as an entrepreneur? And what would you share with our audience.
1: Oh my gosh, number 1, the toughest lesson that I learned as an entrepreneur that I'm still learning because you're always learning is the need to be tenacious, the need to be consistent, the need to to strive, the need to constantly move forward, the need to make sure that you have a strong vision for yourself in the first place. You know, oftentimes when people come to me, they say they want to start a business. One of the first things I ask them is, what is your why? What What is your reason why you want to do this? Because, you know, truth be told, oftentimes we get into the thick of things and then, you know, we get discouraged because there's trials and tribulations that happen to you when you run a business. But if you have a strong why, that actually helps you to push through these challenging times. So I've had many challenging times. Tenacity has helped me tremendously. Knowing my why has helped me significantly. And then also, again, just this ability to continuously move forward no matter what. I listen to a lot of motivational speakers because they help me come out of a dark place. And oftentimes when you're in business, you find yourself in a dark place. And people who are entrepreneurs don't talk about that enough. You only hear about the positives, but you don't necessarily always hear about the negatives or the challenges that they face, and you know they face them.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's the reason I, I ask this question to every guest, because uh, things look so rosy, but people tend to hide all those challenges and all, and our effort is to bring in those challenges, because people should really come prepared when they venture into this entrepreneurship and also that that way experts like you sharing your challenges will help them get better prepared and all that's the whole intent all right
1: absolutely absolutely i mean i've had challenges with partners and challenges making deals and challenges with inventory all kinds of challenges that you face as a business owner and yet you can get past every challenge that you're up against. It's simply a matter of I would say how do you eat the elephant one spoonful at a time? It's simply a <laughs> matter <laughs> It's simply a matter of going through each challenge and facing it. You got to have a lot of courage as an entrepreneur, and I think that's one of the things that makes us really unique compared to non-entrepreneurs.
0: Mm, exactly, yep. I love that. Eat, eat one spoon at a time. <laughs> All right. So now I'll flip the question and ask you, what are your suggestions for business owners to be successful?
1: Mindset. Mm-hmm. Your mindset is number one, because if you don't think you're going to be successful, you're not. And if you come, if you start with the victim mindset, it's going to be hard for you to be victorious. I find that the mindset is the most important key ingredient to business success. I have talked to millionaires, I have had partners who were billionaires, and mindset is always number one, no matter what. Um, number two is making sure that you you have a vision for yourself. You, you have an idea of what you where you want to be, uh, where you want to go. Um, and also, of course, with that goes, who do you want to serve? Who do you want to support? What do you what kind of change do you want to see implemented in this world, how do you want to give back, you know, when people think about business oftentimes they just think about themselves, and that's not enough. Because look at this world. You really can become a change agent with your business. So I like to encourage people and I like to teach people how to start businesses that actually give back to the world, how to start businesses that actually um, create a global impact. And how do you how do you expand from just this yourself and start thinking about other people? So those are some of my suggestions. But number one would be. Having the right mindset, again, like I said, having the vision for yourself, knowing who you want to serve and knowing how you want to give back to this world. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, truly commendable insight. What change Mm -hmm. you want to see in the world and who who do you really want to impact? And just don't think about yourself, but think about the world outside. Amazing. Amazing. Mm -hmm. All right. So moving on, uh, can you also talk a bit about having a right attitude? So far, you spoke about the mindset part. But can we cover something about attitude?
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, your attitude is how you think about a thing. And that's according to uh, Earl Nightingale. So I I focus a lot on your attitude because I figure that that's, that's a key element to your success. If you have a crummy attitude, then you're probably going to have a crummy life. So I like to do a lot of meditations that focus on really... Um, Making my attitude better. For example, I do affirmations, which are basically when you repeat positive statements to yourself. One of my favorite affirmations is I am healthy, wealthy, and wise. Um, I have a vision board in front of me that I'm looking at even right now as we speak that has a bunch of affirmations. One of them is my inner world creates my outer world. So, in other words, you know, how I feel about myself, whatever is going on on my on the inside is going to manifest on the outside of me. Um, I like to incorporate these truths within my business consulting and my business practices because I feel like if you don't have the right attitude for business, then you're going. You're not going to see as much success as you could. So I feel like that attitude again goes along with the mindset piece. So you have to make sure that you're always fine tuning it. And one of the ways that I like to do that is with positive affirmations daily.
0: Excellent. Actually, you reminded me about a book, The Power of Visualization, by mm-hmm. Shakti Gawai. I I think she's no more. She 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 passed away in the year 2018, and I started researching. After reading her book, but yeah, I also believe in the power of visualization. Unfortunately, I don't have my vision board in front here, but it is there in the other room. However, I have my affirmations on my mobile phone. It says I will be, will be rich, successful, <laughs> abundant,
1: I <love> and blessed. <laughs> <it.
0: laughs> All right. that That's a perfect match. <laughs> I
1: love it. I love it. Yeah, we're right. We're right in free, the same frequency.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's the beauty of uh, podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> and especially when we meet like-minded friends. Yeah. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. All right. So moving on. You are now an NFT artist, right? So... Please share your journey in terms of how you got into that, uh, becoming an NFT artist and you have been to that first ever conference. And I hope you started making money as well.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting. Uh, One of the things about being a business owner is having to have this ability of going with the flow. And, you know, of course, we've seen that with COVID when the world shifted, we've all had to shift. But this is something that happens very often in business owners. Things change. Opportunities come about and you have the chance to take advantage of that opportunity. And one of my uh, clients actually got into the NFT space, became an artist, et cetera, et cetera. And then it was mentioned to me, oh, maybe you might want to look into this yourself. And so I said, "Okay," I started looking into it. And then the next thing you know, I ended up creating my own art. I created a music video, I created a song, and also um, some album cover art, basically res- coming from this place of wanting to provide a, I call it a psychedelic meditation experience in web- in the Web3 space. Um, pretty much, I wanted to incorporate... A lot of the meditations that I do, a lot of the singing and and, and things that I do on the outside, like in this particular world. And I wanted to put that in the Web3 space, provide a different environment for that space. And so the next thing you know, my art was featured at San Diego's first NFT conference. And also being that, you know, I'm a business owner and I talk a lot about branding and I teach people about how to how to create successful businesses, that kind of merged with the NFT space. And the next thing I know, I was being asked to speak on stages to NFT artists and talk to them about how to develop their business. And the next thing I know, my client's artwork is featured in Times Square, you know, in New York. So, you know, it's it's a fascinating journey to be on. What I love about it the most is that I get to educate people and I get to to be at the beginning of something that we're all still trying to figure out. <laughs> We're all still trying to figure out, and yet we have this opportunity to to do something that's cutting edge and to be very innovative. So I love this space because of that. I love this space because it's inclusive. I love it because I can incorporate a lot of the business information and acumen that I have on this side and incorporate it within that NFT space. And I love it because I can be creative with my own art. So it's just, there's so many different facets to being in this environment that I absolutely enjoy Hmm.
0: quite quite inspiring and I love this you wanted to be an early adopter and be it be the pioneer in something uh, which is coming up and which people are not so uh, are still thinking about getting into it right yeah
1: (laughs) absolutely people are like in if in if who so you know (laughs) But I felt that way with um, when I got into the CBD space, you know, uh, when I was in the cannabis world, a lot of people, they were like, what is what is that? So I I feel like one of my skills is actually creating businesses, creating blue ocean type businesses, Uh being at the beginning of things and and being an innovator. Uh, To me, that's very exciting to be very scary at the same time. Yet I find it, you know, it gives me it almost gives me like motivation and incentive to be the first one out there, but it can be also scary as well.
0: <laughs> I, I, I get it. Yeah. Where, where there is a reward, there is a risk as well. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. When you're first to show up, you know, you're also first to encounter certain issues yeah. and also first to rectify those issues because mm-hmm. you're there. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's and also it can be a learning curve for a lot of other people. Yeah. Nevertheless, you know, you find something that you're passionate about that you absolutely enjoy. And NFT and being in this Web3 space is something I absolutely enjoy because we're just at the beginning of it. Just like in the cannabis space, we're at the beginning.
0: Mm. I, I I get it and wish you all the best. I'm sure uh, you you will be featured as one of the pioneers in this field. I, I can see that fire in you. And wish you all the best. So, thank you, <laughs> Doctor B. Let's get back to your book once again. And uh, I was going through the outline, and I found uh, a topic very interesting. You said you spoke about uh, you you wrote about uh, four Trojan horses and how to win over them. Can you briefly mm-hmm. talk about it?
1: Okay, so I call these things Tro- Trojan horses. Yeah, and and the Trojan horses are. they're they're emotions, if you will. And so, and I call them Trojan horses, because if you don't maintain control, if you don't get control of these Trojan horses, they can actually wreak havoc in your life, almost like a virus, if you will. So one of those Trojan horses would be anger, for example. Um, And like I said, in my book, and in my courses, you know, everyone experiences anger, and yet anger, if it's left unchecked, it could cause tremendous issues in your life. Another Trojan horse would be jealousy or victimization or things like that. These Trojan horses, if they're not checked, they can cause great havoc for you. And so what I do is I I go over a system of each Trojan horse and actually how to how to overcome it? So essentially, what you would do to overcome any of these Trojan horses is—is is basically, I'm, I'm taking you through a mindfulness meditation. And this doesn't come from. This isn't something I created. I wish I could say that I created mindfulness meditation, but no, <laughs> these are like Buddhist philosophies that go back way back. We know Buddhism actually started in India. So having said that, you know, I take people through this this process of of getting back to themselves, of getting in touch with their breath, and of getting in touch with the energy that's actually within their body, which could come in the form of of, could feel like jealousy, could feel like anger, could feel like victimization, but essentially all it is is energy. <laughs> so just getting people to this place where they actually start feeling the energy in their body, where they get beyond just identifying it and calling it this and calling it that, where they see it as something that you know, could actually dissipate. So if you're focused on the energy in your body, and you allow it to just be, eventually, what happens is either something's going to come up that says, Oh, this, the issue that you're having with anger is really rooted, because, you know, maybe you have a fear of, of, of success, or maybe you have a fear of, of being without, and maybe something will come up in that moment of reflection. And after that, then you can basically move on with your life. But essentially what it is, is teaching people how to get past some of these energy. And by the way, fear is another one, that's the fourth one. Teaching people to get past these issues that oftentimes come up in your regular life and just sitting with yourself and coming to this place of stillness as you deal with these different energies that are very common for you to deal with. So it's about overcoming them and not allowing them to overcome you.
0: Perfect. That, that's great. All right. So this has been a wonderful conversation, but let's lighten up the mood of our audience. I'm going to quickly open a rapid fire round if you're okay. Absolutely. Wonderful. All right. Let me fire the first bullet. If you could pay someone to do one of your charts, what would it be?
1: If I could pay someone to do one of my charts? Yeah, charts. Oh, short! Um, Oof. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, Oh my God, You know, I was gonna say laundry, but I'm already paying someone to do my laundry. <laughs> so you know it would be nice to have a an extra mind on board if I could pay someone to do my thinking. <laughs> That would be great if I could just take a break. If I so want to do my thinking, that would be wonderful. Because let me tell you, running your own business, as I'm sure you know, it takes a lot of brain energy. So if I could just, if I could just shift that for a few moments, that would be fantastic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> That's a spot on. <laughs> All right, moving on to my next one. What is the best piece of advice that you have received so far?
1: Pay it forward. Pay it forward is the best piece of advice I have ever received, and I I received this piece of advice way back in about two thousand and seven when I started my first company, and I had an individual who was actually helping me um, get my business off the ground, and he was helping me for free and providing advice for free, and The first thing he said to me, well, I asked him, how can I pay you? He said, no, pay it forward and I'll never forget that. And this is why to this day, I create charities, I help people, I do all that I can to make sure I am paying it forward just because of that one piece of advice that I received. Excellent. That's
0: fabulous. And moving on to my next one, Dr. B. Get it done first or wait until the last minute.
1: Get it done. Get it done.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Moving on. What's your favorite animal? Oh,
1: I like elephants. (laughs) I like elephants because they're very majestic and they're very sweet and they're very intelligent and they're very old and they have a lot of wisdom and they're beautiful. So Mm -hmm. I would have to say elephants.
0: Awesome. All right. So last one for the rapid fire. What is one electronic gadget that you'd like to see or invent yourself?
1: Oh, oh, my goodness. Uh, (laughs) Time travel. Ah. (laughs) I need a time machine. If I had a time machine, I would Mm -hmm. probably use it regularly. I would be stepping in that thing and I'd want to know what the future looks like. Because, I mean, don't we all want to know what the future looks like? you know and then maybe I'd go to the past and I'd be like don't do that
0: (laughs) (laughs) right Uh, I I get it and uh, wish you all the best but probably we might see (laughs) at least in our generation hopefully (laughs) yeah
1: Yeah, we might yeah that would be really cool if we could do that we're still working on it
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) That that established rapid fire. And with that, let me go back to the mainstream and ask you one final question for today's conversation, Dr. B. What will be your one piece of advice to those aspiring to make big in their careers or lives?
1: Number one is to figure out the problem you're going to solve. You need to be a problem solver. Okay, if you want to be a billionaire, you need to be a problem solver. And then you need to figure out whose problem you want to solve. create a solution to that problem. That's number one. And then of course, like I said earlier, you need to figure out who your target audience is going to be. But since it's one piece of advice, you need to figure out what problem you're going to solve. And there's a lot of problems, so just pick
0: one. All right. Thank you so much. And this was a fantastic conversation and I love And I'm sure this this episode is going to help our audience uh, and benefit them on their entrepreneurship journey. Thank you so much, Dr. B, for joining me. And thanks for being part of the Guiding world journey in shaping the careers and lives of millions across the globe.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And again, thank you to your audience. I appreciate you.
0: All right. Thank you. Folks, before we move into the trivia section, here is a small request. In case if you haven't subscribed to us, please subscribe from the app where you have tuned in from. And also, if you have loved this conversation and found it useful, request you to share with at least three of your friends or colleagues who can benefit from the guiding voice. Thank you so much in advance. Now, let's cruise into the previous section. And today's previous section is about Opera's Network. Today, we had an enchanting conversation with Dr. B, whom I see as Opera in the making. Let's understand what Opera's Network is. Most of you might have already been following her podcast and talk show. Oprah Winfrey, the media maven, got her start in the entertainment and news industry and later morphing her hit talk show into a business empire. And, you know, she was listed in the Forbes as a billionaire in 2003 with a $1 billion network. And recently, she has reached $2.7 The swapping, right? And it's a perfect example of dreaming big. And what problem you want to solve, as Dr. B mentioned. So that's all for today. Before I let you go, in case if you have any topic suggestions or speaker recommendations, please reach out to me on social media or drop us a note at theguidingvoiceforyou at redgmail.com. Thank you so much for joining. Once again, I'm your host, Navin Samala, a fellow IT professional and a passionate learner on a mission to make a difference in the lives and careers of millions across the globe. Until next time, bye-bye.